Oh, hello again. Welcome to Dreamcast Year's Game of the Year edition. I am your host. I am Steve, and I also have co-hosts, and now I'm going to tell you their names. Joining me, as always, is the author of the Dreamcast Year's book. It is Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hello. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Thank you. Lovely. What's new with you? How's the book stuff going? Where are we at? What's going on? Oh, it's going well. I've got a Trello board all set up. I've got uh, got things going, things, uh, meetings planned and everything. So it's uh, it's all kicking off. Is that the Trello board that I should be on and haven't supplied you with my email address yet? I found your email address and added to you to it anyway. So. Oh, brilliant. OK, so I have no idea what Trello is. I'm excited to find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out together. It's, yes. like, it's literally just a way for me to track what's being done and what isn't being done so I can come and tell you off, basically. OK, fair enough. Good. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to being told off. We also have uh, Rich with us as well. Hi, Rich. Hello. You all right? You? I'm yeah. not too bad. Thank you very much. Not Good. How's the how's the Xbox going? Have you got that yet? What's going oh, on? Yeah, no, still waiting, still waiting. Um, is, is there an estimate on that? Still says on or before the second of December. So really, it's only what a week Wednesday, not the end of the world. But That's too bad, sir. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it come become uh, comes a little bit before that. I'd, I would love it next week because I'm off a week from work. So that would uh, be ideal. Um, you recently purchased the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. I did. I'm really excited to hear the first time you complain about having to hold five buttons at the same time. Can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, other than what, a bit of the very first game on PlayStation 1, um, I've not dabbled with the game. So this is completely new territory for me. Um, Exciting. Cool. Exciting. Yeah. I'm look. I'm looking forward to you feeling like you were betrayed by me and not liking them at all. Uh, <laughs> and every, everything you said about Snake Eater just sounds like it's some proper like No More Heroes shit. So I'm all kind of yeah 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 kind of it's like it's like that but with way worse controls. Like <laughs> awesome good. good. <laughs> all right, so it's Game of the Year edition. Um, previously on the Game of the Year edition, uh, we had four games pitched as always. We had Half Life Two and Hitman Contracts from myself. We had Burnout Takedown from from Andrew and we had GTA San Andreas from Rich's mum which was delightful mm, it was um we've had a week of voting and the results are in and um Half-Life 2 won with 38% of the vote that seems solo seems... clap for me there yeah <laughs> I mean that was it was always going to win wasn't it really yeah. I think yeah that seems correct to me mm. No, you know, no shade on the rest of these games, but um, that's a big one. Uh, second with 31% of the vote was Burnout 3 Takedown, um, mm-hmm. deserving, I think. Yeah. I third, think. surprisingly, GTA San Andreas came third, which I'm shocked by. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 23% of the vote. Not only a seminal game, but also pitched by Rich's mum, which is the best pitch we've ever had, and it came third. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. GTA hmm. games have generally tended to do really well as well. They have. They have, yeah. So, I mean, I do... There are some people who don't rate San Andreas that highly, and you, you're you among them, Andrew, so maybe yeah. that's maybe, maybe that's reflected in the vote. I don't know. <laughs> and coming in last, hip, 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 Hitman Contracts, which, you know, disappointing, but it's fairly niche, so I'm not that surprised, really. It does mean, however, that I'm in the weird position of both winning and losing. <laughs> you are, indeed. <laughs> indeed <laughs> which um, has happened before it has happened before uh so basically all we'll do is you just have to do your forfeit for one of the games that you mm-hmm. 
that you have mm-hmm. so that's fine okay. um we discussed yeah. that earlier and i think he came up with a pretty good one well so from what i understand i believe that one of the games that you wanted to pitch turns out not to have been released in this year and so you weren't sure what to pitch is that mm. am i gathering that correctly um, the second one sure yeah that sounds about right yeah and so you have your main game, which we'll get mm-hmm. to, obviously, that you really want to pitch. And you didn't really have know what to pitch for your second game. So as your forfeit, I decided that I would suggest the game that you pitch second. And, uh, yeah, we'll find that out very soon, sure. I suppose. Yeah. Is um, that the next? Is that, is that next? In fact? Shall, I, shall I just pretend that I don't know? Or how, how, how are we doing this? I mean, you, you've just obviously told everybody okay. that you know. I so wonder no what that could be. I'm so nervous <laughs> about my forfeit. I'm just, oh um okay yeah we should maybe maybe do that next let's get the forfeit out of the way first shall we yeah as always yeah so, absolutely andrew what game am i pitching oh i wonder um so steve as your forfeit um you are gonna have to pitch a game that you were kind of half-hearted about in the main episode for 2005 uh it is a game uh by a developer not developer by an auteur who <laughs> Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of, and uh, uh-huh. it's uh, <laughs> the, the game that you are pitching is uh, Fahrenheit for the PlayStation mm-hmm. 2, also known as um, another title, <laughs> Indigo Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy, that's the one. Indigo Prophecy in the US, Fahrenheit over here. Um, yeah. Auteur doesn't necessarily mean good, right? Like, no, it just means he has a particular style. Just, yes. So yeah. okay, he could be classed as an auteur, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go um, with that. Okay, all right, well, that's good. You got time already? I do have a time already. Okay, uh, count me down. All right, uh, your time, Steve, starts now. So, um, David Cage the Hack released this piece of shit on the PS2 in 2005. <laughs> it has it has a really strong start, aside from the fact that David Cage put himself in the game at the beginning to tell you what an incredible experience you are about to have, which is incredibly cringy, but I didn't know at the time that he was he was a hack um you play a character who has killed somebody in a bathroom while in a trance and then you have to hide the evidence because you don't know why you've killed him you want to investigate as to what happened to your brain um and it's 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 a narrative driven linear game where you sort of interact with the world obviously quantic dream if you know their games you know what i mean um and yeah it starts off fairly compelling you also play as the police who are investigating the same murder and the things you do with one character affects the other one but it quickly descends into complete nonsense and any sort of uh clever storytelling is issued for 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 pointless twists in the story and it just turns into an embarrassingly matrix inspired garbage fest that just is has a horrible ending there you go um well yeah it's it's an odd pitch that one because usually we pitch games that we really like and that one steve (laughs) Quite clearly, you did not really like. <laughs> I, I you should have... still vote for it because I don't want to lose again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the uh, that's the problem here. Is you very well might. Um, I quite liked this game, and I do agree with you on a lot of points that it's <clears throat> it's not the greatest of games. And David Cage does take things off on a weird tangent halfway through. But you know, the, the game that they made before this was uh, the Nomad Soul, uh, also known as Omicron. They had a weird thing of naming their games differently in different countries for some reason um, up until Heavy Rain. Um, but Omicron, the Nomad Soul is a, an exceptionally weird game, but it's also quite, cohes- quite cohesive 
in the fact that it's just odd throughout, uh, whereas Fahrenheit hides its oddness to begin with and makes it, you know, it, I mean, it's always it always has like the sci-fi tinge to it, right? Like, you know, the fact that you kill somebody and you're in a trance and you're not sure what's happened. But the fact that it then goes on later to, I mean, and and spoilers abound, of course. But, you know, if you've not played it by this point, then, you know, you're probably not going to, I guess. The fact that you die and then somehow still carry on living, even though you're actually dead and cold. And the guy has a sex scene with his girlfriend where she comments on how cold he is while he bones her. Um, it's just, it, it just really is. I mean... I didn't mind some of the later stuff. I didn't mind that it went into proper deep, weird sci-fi creed where the terror, I mean, not deep sci-fi, but as in it was, it, it went all in on the sci-fi basically mm-hmm. later on, as opposed to beginning the, the way it began. But the, the things you mentioned at the beginning, the stuff like the fact that you play this from two different sides, you've got to play the police. I think it's Carla, who's like the police person that you play mm. as. And it's Lucas is the main character. Yes. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the stuff about how the fact it's uh, it's very quantic dream. So you, you're going around, you're exploring environments, you get to interact with a bunch of stuff and, and find out information. And you also have what are essentially quick time events where you have to press certain buttons to do things like, uh, you know, there's a there's a whole section where you play as Carla, where you're down in the basement of the police station and you have to uh, move books and files around. And you have to do this by like you have to hold the triggers and release them and hold them to walk while also holding something else to keep hold of the books. So it's kind of like, you know, it's got a weird control scheme. I I liked it. I liked it at the time. I think if I went back to it now, I'd probably have some more things to say about it. And they've improved on the formula going forward. Uh, However, as you said in the main episode, Steve, in the 2005 OG, story isn't David Cage's forte. Mm. So they've never really improved on story, but I would say that this is probably the weakest of the Quantic Dreams games in terms of that. But yeah. Um, Rich, do you have any particular... I feel like I've just had a monologue there. No, nothing to add to this, I'm afraid. (laughs) I've I've never picked up a David Cage game and everything I hear, I'm never going to. Mm -hmm. Um, No, really, honestly, truly. Yeah, I need to watch some gameplay of it. I'm intrigued. I don't think I've even watched any of this game, never mind played it. it's worth it, Sterling. So, like the, you know, it's it's interesting to to watch. Um, I can't think of David Cage now without thinking of Yahtzee and uh, zero punctuation and the fact that whenever he reviews those games, the way he <laughs> pronounces David Cage, it's like it was in a weird accent every time he pronounces it. I can't, I, I can't, I can't do accents. But yeah, go go and look at zero punctuation. It's just it's yeah. hilarious. Um, it's it's a shame. Like Detroit is a legitimately good game. I I I. I really like that game. And if you're going to play one ever rich, then that's the one to play. Cause I, I think it's legitimately really good, but it's, it's not, it's, it's because there were lots of other people, clearly very talented ones worked on that game as well. Uh, yeah. And that pushed it to be something that, that was really great. Yeah. Fahrenheit is just bananas, bananas bad. It is. I mean, one thing that Quantic Dream has become known for is their graphical technology and the fact mm-hmm. that the the graphics in their games look very real and very cool. Like that didn't start until Heavy Rain because Fahrenheit does not look like that. Fahrenheit looks like a, a, a crappy old Xbox PS2 game, which is what it is. But from Heavy Rain onwards, they really lean in heavily into being the best in terms of graphical technology, um, which guess- is to its credit i guess so although i feel like they only really got out of the uncanny valley in detroit i feel like heavy rain and the other one 
still suffer a little bit from that they do but compared to a lot of other games of the same yeah. time they it does look i mean now you you'd look at other games like the last of us for realism in terms of facial animations and things like that um but back then that's where you'd look to because the uncanny valley hadn't been you hadn't got over that yet um mm-hmm. but for its time it was it, it was great fahrenheit though not so much fahrenheit looks um like a like a turd a lot of the time it does uh, uh, also i should note as well one of the one of the detective characters uh is a black man mm-hmm. and whenever he's on and he walks oh no let's say let's say stereotypically and yeah. whenever there is a scene with him involved oh. the music the music is like bow, 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 bow. like it's it's really oh. embarrassing it's yeah. really embarrassing oh, no 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 it's terrible yes yeah, there's a lot to dislike about Fahrenheit, really. But it's, I, I mean, I, I think yeah, you have to, I, I, well, you don't have to, but you could pay his dues to the fact that it then went on to mean that um, Quantic Dream got to do Detroit, <laughs> I guess. Because without, uh, yeah. without Fahrenheit, you okay. wouldn't have got to yeah. Detroit. So I was going to say, uh, I thought I thought you were going to say they went on to do all their other games. And I was going to go, that's not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> But Detroit... <laughs> good game good game i mean again i i liked heavy rain and i liked beyond um and i don't know if i'm just in the minority there but i I did enjoy them for what they were so uh, but i'm always going to hold a a sweet spot a soft spot for quantic dream because of the nomad soul and because it was a great dreamcast game and because david bowie was in it it's you know so that they've almost got they've almost got like uh they've got like a pass from me to do some shit things um (laughs) But only only go so far. The, the the things you described about the uh, the black character are not were not great. I was not happy no. with either. Um, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Cool. You've, you've done well, you've done your forfeit. That's um that's Fahrenheit. Please please vote for it anyway. Um, <laughs> let's move on uh, to the next person, Rich. I'm going to come to you now. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you're going to tell us what game you are pitching. <laughs> yes, I am pitching uh, the Punisher on the Xbox. <gasps> Awesome. Not Kara. You you okay. were you you were keeping that a secret last time, and then my mood completely yeah. blew your Excellent secret. Mood. Basically, <laughs> it's funny that. Yeah. Although you you remained straight faced. You did. I yeah. did my best. You didn't you didn't let it go. Okay, I'm just getting a timer ready now, and then when I say go, you're gonna pitch it. Cool. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So a bit like last year's Loser, this game uh, takes place in a series of flashbacks and you play as Frank Castle and you're on basically different missions going around interrogating and torturing um, hoodlums, I guess. Um, Where this game hangs its hat on is the system where you can actually basically extract information from individuals by means of a torture and ultimately death. Certain things you can do are you can kill people using environmental hotspots. So you can throw people into into ceiling fans. You can basically drop a rack of knives on their heads, feed them to um, zoo animals. It's bloody violent game. Very, very violent. It was censored in this country. Um, um, oh, what's his name? We've got the name of the actor that plays him now. Um, Thomas Jane did the voice of Frank Castle in oh, the game. Only... Right. Well, yeah. your time, your, your your time's up. But that is a that's an interesting anecdote. I didn't realise that. Sorry. Yeah. Hold on. Dismiss. Dismiss. There we go. I didn't realise that. Yes, he did. Yes. Mm, huh. That's yeah. very cool. Only what a year after the film, yeah, which yeah. I liked quite a bit actually. I think it gets shat upon unfairly. Hmm. 
Um, I really liked this game too. Uh-huh. Um, I'd forgot about the knives one and the kid, like you hold them on a counter, right? And you just like shake the knife rack above them. Yes. Indeed, until yeah. it's man it's fantastic it's it's also it should be said this is like this is a comic book game like it, it's not going for fo- photorealism no. it's not going for like graphic violence it is comic book violence although some of it is does go quite far and it is quite <laughs> uncomfortable to watch at times it's a real timestamp as well of where we were at the time with marvel because obviously this is what what three years removed before the films you know, we started with the mcu and everything and mm-hmm. you know, disney having the rights um and obviously they got cameos from characters along the lines they've got um black widows in there iron man shows up oh god daredevil obviously but yeah it's you wouldn't get that now obviously at least not yeah. iron man and black widow the others maybe possibly um but it's just i find it just a really quite a rich game from the cameos it's written by um Garth Ennis, who's one of the main writers it's of not, Punisher it's Comics. It's not yeah. written by Garth Ennis, is it really? Yeah, one of three writers. I don't. Oh, the other shit. names don't ring a bell, but Garth Ennis did write. write I game. fucking love Garth Ennis. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, I love it. It, it wow. does a lot of stuff in terms of you've got characters like Soaps in there. You've got um, the neighbors, Joan and Specker Dave. Um, <laughs> it's just great. So yeah, it's we great. just we just gave Rich another pitch there. Um, <laughs> I, I played and enjoyed this game at the time, but I did not appreciate um, the caliber that was behind this thing. Like I knew it yeah. was good, but um, because uh, Garth Ennis was writing Punisher around that time as well, the comic. I mean, um, so yeah, I guess they really went all in on this thing. So it is a shame that it didn't review particularly well at the time. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of people just sort of didn't really get it they didn't get what it was trying to be because mm-hmm. like it, it was a it was just a satisfying fun romp it wasn't trying to be anything else i mean it, it threw in a different quite a few different elements gameplay wise i mean you had obviously just the standard exploration but there were like stealth elements to it as well it wasn't mm-hmm. just like it wasn't just kill 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 it was actually i don't know it tried to do something a bit more um, and also a lot of those things found their way into it was volition games who did saints row wasn't it so i think yes. a lot of the elements in this game kind of found the way into that series afterwards i could see that yeah i remember right. you could put you could shove grenades into dudes mouths right that, that was a yes. thing yes yeah, good times. Yeah. andrew have you if you played this game nope never played it i don't think i've even seen it i, I feel like there was um i keep trying to think of a I, I keep thinking that i know what the game is but i think it's a game called painkiller that i'm thinking of rather than punisher okay, and that I, sounds familiar Painkiller so. is the first person shooter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Painkiller is the, the weird, like, you go to hell and yeah. shoot stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, not yeah. Right. No, no. So I don't know why, but the two get mixed up in my head for some reason. But yeah, I've definitely not played uh, this game. But it sounds like something I'd quite enjoy. So. It is cool. It is cool. Yeah. And you can get shotguns in it. And if you're taking someone as a, hu- as a human shield and you have a shotgun at the same time, the way you use the pump action is you throw the shotgun in the air, catch it with the pump, and then pump it, and then, like, <laughs> twirl it back back into your hand. And if you have two shotguns at once, dual wielding, you do that with both hands at the same time, and it's wow. rad as hell. Like, it's just, it's just a proper, like, comic book game, and it's really well done, and it's such a shame that it that it didn't have any traction at, at the time it mm. got it got fairly heavily trashed i think at the time like a lot really? of people were not impressed with it yeah i don't know why i don't know i think at the time ign gave it like an eight out of ten which is oh, really? kind of weird. Mm. yeah i was looking back at review scores i was like fair enough like i expected <laughs> the general meta score to be what it was but the ign yeah. stood out amongst the rest uh yeah. 
There's also a level where you die, quote unquote, and then at your funeral, which a lot of mafia people attend because they're glad you're dead. Um, You're not really dead, though. You pop up out of the coffin with an M60 machine gun and mow them all down. Nice. And it's fantastic. (laughs) Some of my favourite kills in the game were the um, the wood chipper, and then there's the buzzsaw oh, yeah. table as well, which is just fantastic. I, I remember the most the most uncomfortable scene for me was when you shove someone into like a, a trash compactor or something, and the guy's legs end up behind behind his head. Like it's pretty grim, it's pretty grim, but it's great. It's great. <laughs> Again, I, I said it in the OG, but say this to both of you. Well, that last game. it is it is it is very good all right well i think since andrew you haven't played it i think we might be we might be done with punisher but good pitch good pitch good pitch um all right i am gonna selfishly come back to me Mm -hmm. because i want to be done if that's all right (laughs) sure um i'm gonna pitch metal gear solid 3 snake eater Mm -hmm. for the playstation 2 yep if you have a timer andrew i do uh you ready to go yes okay you sound really sure about that uh, let's, uh, <laughs> all right steve your time starts now so it's really difficult to sum up mgs3 snake eater in a minute so i'm not even really going to try i'll just say that it is part of the original trilogy of games and it is the best one and it is i can just go back to this game forever and have a really good time and i've just found out that it's like seven quid on xbox so i'm gonna go buy it and just play for it again because i love it so much for a lot of really great reasons that i haven't even touched on yet because it's really hard to do this in a minute but like the jungle looks amazing the story is amazing the mechanics are great you can you can cut off enemy supply lines to make them hungry so that they're worse at fighting you you can blow up their choppers so they have less backup it's you can take human shields you can slam them to the ground you can crawl through grass you can kill animals and eat them and you grade them on how much like how tasty they are and how much health they give back you can get a cold you have to bandage yourself you can change your camouflage it's uh, got an incredible ending it's easily the best one in the series it's great good pitch good thanks I mean, you did so well at pitching it in the OG episode that Steve, that, uh, that Rich bought it. So that's true. While, while that's we true. were recording, yeah, yeah, while we were recording as well, which is amazing. I mean, the way that you talk about this game and Mahmood as well talked about this game, it makes it sound like this amazing epic. Uh, it's like a distillation of of uh, you know what Metal Gear Solid is into a game. But it's very different from the rest of the games as well at the same time, right? So it's got the it's got the stealth action, it's got the weird bosses, the combat, the humor, and all that kind of stuff. But it it's kind of quite far removed from what the other games did in terms of the technology and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's set in the sixties. You don't have yeah. soliton radar or whatever. You don't you don't see any view cones. So you gotta have you gotta have your wits about you to some to some degree. It is very much, yeah, like it's it's tech light. Like you say, you can't see where people are. You have to actually physically look for them in the world, right? You mm-hmm. can't see them on a radar. So it's, it gives that, it heightens the tension quite significantly. And the having to camouflage and things like that, it's just stuff that wasn't in, involved in the other games. It's, it's, it, it, I, I like, I mean, I've never finished it and I maybe haven't gotten past the first maybe two or three hours of it. 
but what I did play was absolutely phenomenally good. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is a great game. Soundtrack by Harry Gregson Williams, easily yes. the best soundtrack of the trilogy. This soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh, the yes. soundtrack is so good. Um, the music that plays when you're so when you get seen in those games there are like two different phases there's a phase where they know where you are and you're fighting you're fighting them and then there's a phase where they're just trying to find you um which is called the caution phase i think um the music for the caution phase in this game is just is brilliant i still listen to it today because it's so good it's so so good I mean, he's gone on to do film soundtracks, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he was he was doing sound, film soundtracks at the time. Like, oh, really? He was a well-regarded composer then. Wow. Yeah. They really got like a bit of they a coup did. by getting yeah. them, getting him yeah, in. Yeah. 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 Can I just jump in and play this one then, or should I maybe play two first, seeing as I bought two and three together? I. Mm, that's a tough question to ask. What, I would what, say. What, you know, um, what basically what's good for the uh, to get an idea of what I'm in for. Should I just start <laughs> off with absolute craziness, or should I? I would back? start with three. So three is three is the is the most simple down to earth story of the game. And if you play cool. three, they will be referencing things from past games that you don't know, but it doesn't really matter because it is a story cool. in and of itself. So you should be fine with three. I would maybe look up some like beginner tips because it, the controls are unique to that game and it will not control like any game you've played before. And so it would be helpful hey. to know <laughs> it would be helpful to know what you can or can't do before before you get started. So you don't get okay. frustrated with it. Okay. Once you get the controls down, though, you can pull off some really good stuff and it's very satisfying to play to play okay. to play through. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward one, to hearing Rich's thoughts now. In the next yeah, episode. same. I, I'm really terrified that he's going to hate it, but we'll see. <laughs> um, one other thing as well that I want to mention. There's a, so we, we in in the OG we talked about the weird sort of uh, fourth wall breaking mechanical stuff, like how the boss battle with the end can end with him dying if you wait long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a part in this game where he you get super injured and then you lie down to go to sleep. And if you keep playing the game, you can save it and then just continue playing. Then he'll wake up the next day and you continue playing. But at that point, if you save the game and then quit, when you come back to play the game again, you load your game up and you're playing a completely different game. It's an action game about a vampire. Okay. And you're like slashing, running running around slashing guys with swords and stuff. And you play that for like 15, 20 minutes and you're like, what the fuck is going on and then snake jumps up and wake and wakes up and it was a nightmare you just played a nightmare that's that's i didn't even know that was a thing it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy crazy. that is crazy but they've got like they've got prior for doing that i mean you know like the original metal gear solid and the fact it read your memory cards and all that kind of stuff and they're putting the controller down and you know vibrating so they've like you know hideo kojima's like to play with uh players expectations of things for quite a while so That's quite cool. I did not know that about. MBS3. There's also parts like there's parts in the cutscenes where the R1 button comes up, and if you press it, you can see through Snake's eyes. So you okay. can watch the cutscene through his eyes, and if you do it at the right times, you see secret information and stuff. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, oh well. right. So yes, I'm hosting. Um, that's it. <laughs> three. Uh, vote for that please uh or fahrenheit great cheers thanks um now we're going to move on to uh andrew which is our final pitch of the episode um andrew what are you going to be pitching so 
I mean, we talked about Resident Evil 4 in the OG, and it feels like I should be pitching that because uh, historically I pitch Resident Evil games when they come up, but I had a better game that I think I enjoyed more in this year, and that is Civilization 4 for the PC. Wow. Um, yeah, the first time a Resident Evil game has come out in a year and you haven't pitched it. Yeah, pretty which much. I think speaks to the kind of game that Resident Evil 4 is. Yeah. Um, that's not to say it's bad, it's just no. not. You know, it's not good in the in the same ways. But yeah. Civ 4, interesting choice. I'll be interested mm. to hear your pitch for this. Uh, I have a timer <laughs> up, if you are ready. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, three, two, one, go. So Civilization 4 is a very much a... Uh, it's a PC game through and through. Uh, it is a 4X game, uh, which I won't go into here because it would take too long. Uh, basically, you start off from the, the basically the beginning of human time where you're a caveman and you have to uh, kind of found a settlement and then go off and find resources. And basically, you have to um, cultivate and grow a civilization, as the name suggests, throughout time, um, while also interacting with other civilizations that are, that are kind of occurring and growing uh, by diplomacy or, diplomacy or through war um, or through other means, uh, culture even. Um, Civilization 4 is probably the best example of this particular game. It is the, it's the best of that uh, time. They, they change things slightly with 5 and they introduce things in 4 like religion. So you'd be able to, um, you know, be able to have a victory by spreading your religion through different civilizations. It, it is an incredibly deep and engrossing game and can take you hours upon hours, if not hundreds of hours, to finish a Again. Time. Uh, time, 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 time. Okay, time. cool. Good job. Rich? I got nothing to add. No. <laughs> no. Okay, all right. Um, Never played a Civ game in my life. I'm sorry. So, Civ games are really great. I compare playing it. So, I've got Civ 6 on my Switch, which is a really great version of, of, uh, of Civ. And going to bed with my switch and playing Civ feels like going to bed with like a book and just doing something really relaxing with my mind and relaxing but also like it's it's not easy like there is depth to it and it is complex so I am giving my brain a bit of a workout but in a way that feels good and looks good and it has really nice calming music and really good graphics and Civ 4 has a lot of that stuff as well obviously it's a bit older um and so it's it is showing its age at this point but it has leonard nimoy um in it who, who describes all of the tech trees to you why is my phone why's my time going off <laughs> sorry um he so you hover over like a tech tree and he explains what it is to you um and that's great his voice is throughout is throughout that game um and yeah it's just really it's a really good meaty solid satisfying game to play through and i really i really enjoy it it's great yeah it's good to play with other people as well like if you mm -hmm. find other people who really enjoy that kind of game kind of pitting yourself against them rather than the computer is a, a, an interesting and unique experience i think yeah so yeah it's good and um it's kind of it's it's got this the level of depth where it feels like you can just keep going you can just keep going and like keep digging down and down and down in, in, into these mechanics and the way they interact with each other. It's like if you have, if you found a city next to some woods, you benefit in that way. 
But if you have a neighboring city that's founded next to a mountain that you can mine, you benefit that way. But also the mine might be in a different kind of biome or there might be a different kind of landscape around it, which affects the quality of the mine or the quality of the woods or whatever. Like you can really go to town with this game and you can really like min max everything and micromanage everything. Um, and it's similar sort of stuff with the diploma with the diplomacy as well like the main like the resources are good for your own stuff but really you want the resources so you can trade and engage in in diplomacy and stuff and it just yeah you you can just go forever with this game and and i mean i'm just describing like one game of this yeah you can choose from a lot of different civilizations which changes the kind of armies you can have it changes the kind of cities you found Mm -hmm. like this game is absolutely enormous and it will last you forever yeah I mean, the, the the civilization that you choose to be as well will uh, kind of change. Yeah, it changes the units that you get in terms of army. It changes the options available to you for diplomacy sometimes as well. Um, you know, like you could be Genghis Khan. I think Genghis Khan is in this game, and you know he's yeah. obviously more warlike, so you know the more prone to wanting to start wars with people and and kind of pillage and rape his way through the the map. But um, you know, it's it, it's uh, but it's all done so well as well. Like all the um, I think Civ Four was the first time they had proper animated um leaders of them as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got like to you know you got these uh, and they all spoke in their own languages. So you have like you know you'd have like Queen Elizabeth the first or something, and you, you'd see her on screen and she'd be all animated. So you got somebody to actually talk to. It's it's just it's a great game and it's one of those it's like I don't know how you play this at bed to be honest Steve because it's a one more turn kind of game like I would I would just keep playing forever um, if you know if, if if left to it so I would just be sat in bed until like four a.m. playing Civilization if I had it yeah in bed. it's yeah that, I mean that happened a few times <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you have to really force yourself to stop playing it um, but yeah it's very it's very very clever and. The people who make who make that game like it must be a gargantuan effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must be, yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, good pitch, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, we have pitched all of our games. We have for the year 2005, and we are 35 minutes into the podcast, which is is that a record time? I think it's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. A short and sharp one for you this time um do get over to twitter to at dreamcast years once the poll is up and do give us a vote let us know which one of those pitches you were most convinced by make sure that it's one of my two thanks very much <laughs> um the cheek the cheek because <laughs> you're hosting steve my goodness well, you know well you know uh, i suppose you can vote for the other two as well if you really felt that way um but yeah thanks so much guys that was um that was good fun but i think if there's nothing else i think i think we might be good yeah i think so yeah yeah good. awesome all right well where can we find you rich you can find me at dreamcast barber lovely and where can we find you andrew uh, you can find me at oddment 84 awesome and you can find me at steve jack you can also find me hosting the next episode. I hope you'll join us. Bye now. Bye. Bye.